I'm just calculating the sneak attack damage. Bear with me. On an abacus? <laughs> I'm just not very good at that, right? if anyone If anyone calculates damage on abacus, it would be Darren. Welcome to this week's episode of Fuck Will. No, uh, this is the episode of <laughs> <laughs> Shiver the Tabletop. We, we, we are, we are, we are, that's not, that's not the name of the podcast. That's not the name of the podcast. It should be. That's the new special. Just... <laughs> it's a very different, a very different podcast. I'm sorry. Um, oh, well. I'm keeping this in. This week's episode, I set the tone, obviously, of uh, the Fellowship of the Tabletop. Um, we are a live play 5e D&D podcast set in the magical homebrew oh. world of Aerith. My name is Mark. I am the Dungeon Master. And also with us for today's mid-vampire, midnight special, we have Darren, who plays the human fighter rogue Robin. Gaga, Lulu, la. I want their bad romance. I don't know where I was going with that. No, that's... I'm sorry. I tried to find the song that was vampire-ish and I panicked. And yeah, Lady reason. Gaga, not bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah I like it. I like it. Lady Gaga. Gaga. Lady Gaga. Yeah. Change that intonation. We've got Danny who plays the human cleric, Claude. I'm not sure that works, Darren. It no, doesn't. I mean... Mate, I panic. You find a song about a vampire. It's really hard. Uh, there's, a, there's a few. Uh, we've got Casey who f- plays the human f- champion, Helena Sleetguard. Because this is Thriller. Boom. There you go. Boom. Yeah, I did for the last time. And More I vampire. Again, yeah, yeah, we did do yeah. a... We did yeah, a yeah, va- did uh, uh, still. Hello. Oh, hi, Casey. Uh, we've got Ian, who plays the Dragonborn Barbarian Paladin Drago. Fuck you, Will. <laughs> I also <laughs> felt like I said, instead of Paladin, I said Palindrone, which isn't... Anyway. Or Pal. Our Pal. Our Pal Drago. We've got Will, who Our plays the Drago. human bard, Karstan. Gonna put a spell on you. Ooh, nice. And we've got... Callum, who plays their gnome sorcerer, Folly Fizzlebang the Ninth. I keep getting forgotten. Hello, everybody. You can get forgotten. I leave the best till last. Forgotten. Really? Or forgotten, if you will. Really? Forgotten isn't even. Yes. It's Callum. so hard to go last on the intro because I had like two ideas that I could have done for an intro and they both got took in the build up to me in Prill. Was one Gaga Lula La? <laughs> <laughs> I'm really sorry, mate. I'm really sorry. Darren, you've stolen it. I've had that written down for weeks, Darren, and you've stolen it. Good Lord. Well, I'll I'll make sure. It's just I like finishing on Folly Fizzlebang the Ninth. (laughs) Do you now? (laughs) What can I say? I work work in high order. (laughs) Uh, On last week's... Wow, what the fuck was that? Um, that was brilliant. Uh, what was the last week's episode of the Fellowship of the Tables? We um, we had a fight. We are knee deep in this mansion, this old mansion, uh, the many windowed mansion, um, trying to find a bracelet for an old codger who says he knows something about the book, The World Away, and uh, he'll only tell the party the information if they find this bracelet for him, which is somewhere in this house. Upon entering the house, uh, some weird things have taken place. Uh, the heads on the plinths on the walls of these two large oversized elk kind of came to life and one of them bit Helena on the leg. Um, they started to explore a little bit and then from this kind of eking, slow, ethereal mist, these three vampires formed uh, and attacked the parties. We find ourselves separated in two different rooms. In the room closest to the door, to the entrance of this mansion, we have Claude Helena Drago uh, surrounding one of the vampires who has whole person cast upon it with uh, um, Claude's ethereal weapon floating on its other flank. Um, we also have Folly Fizzlebang the Ninth in that room as well, uh, keeping some distance and casting some uh, magic. Uh, in the room to the south of it, we have Karstan and Robin and a vampire all on their own. Uh, it's a smaller room. This is a room filled full of... Um, tomes and books a kind of a library-esque space a personal library um with a big pile of books in the very center of the room on the floor with a uh, kind of 15 foot long table with a single chair sat behind it in this uh, smaller l-shaped room 
we're halfway through combat at the moment uh, and we're going to pick up mid-round as well because we left things um left things on a precipice if you will we find uh one of the creatures the one of the vampires it's long pointed teeth it's gaunt cheeked uh pale skin now staring out just over helena's shoulder its eyes aren't moving it's absolutely still as you know something as he's controlled this creature and stopped it from moving uh absolutely still uh helena it's your turn what would you want to do yeah, um, her leg's going to feel a little fucked, um, but she's going to be sort of putting her weight on the other leg, the upstanding leg, and she's going to get her flail and angrily, yeah, going to start thwacking into this uh, vampire-esque thing okay. in front of her. Yeah, go ahead, roll to hit. Um, you will be rolling with advantage if it's held. You do have advantage because it has hold person. And also just FYI, uh, any attack Natural that hits 20. the creature... Hey, fuck it up. That just negates my thing. But yeah, you, you get advantage on any attack that hits the creature anyway. <laughs> That's good to know. Thank you. Okay. Well, FYI, I got a 19 and a natural 20. Yeah, but even so, that was that's brilliant. Oh, that's just so, 19 classic is rolling. one away. It's it's um, just so you know, Casey, um, with the 19, that is just one away from a crit, so just be aware of that. Um, fuck so, you, fuck you. No, is it 19 is a crit for Casey. <laughs> a crit for Casey. Oh shit, it is a crit. She's got a double crit. Oh shit. She's only been playing in your campaign for a year, Mark. It's fine. All right. Ooh, ooh. Oh, salty page. Salty it's because of that mage hand. Points, <laughs> 17 points of damage on that first one, please. E- 17 points of damage. Nice. Hits. This flail comes in over the face, hits in the neck, catches in there. Oh, yeah. It doesn't even flinch. It doesn't even move. But you just see this ichor start to leak from its neck. But the rest of the body stays perfectly still. You see one eyelid twitch ever so slightly. That's all the movement. Uh, carry on. You've got more hits. Uh, yeah, I'm going to do uh, another hit with my mm. other hand. That's a 28 to hit. Uh, yeah, that hits. Holy moly. No, keep in mind, whole uh, person is still in effect. So as long as you beat the AC, it's always a critical. So make sure you roll for all your extra Brilliant. Drama. Thank yep. you. What? Uh, that's a 13 points. Yeah, hold person um, paralyzes somebody. Um, so basically... It makes it always a crit when you hit them. Any attack that hits a creature is a critical hit if the attacker is within five feet of the creature. Holy shit. Oh. Wow. So there you go. So when I left last week's episode and I said and I said it's a um it's a vampire slaughter, it, it really is. This this guy yeah. is it was. <laughs> That's Fuck. a twenty point damage then, please. Twenty points. I've only got like six more hits to go, Casey. No, I've got one more two. hit. Oh, is it two? No, two. Sorry. One more, then you got your offhand. Um, that's twenty seven to hit. Yeah, it is. Dragon's getting turned on. Just so you know. 12 points of damage. Yeah, I'm just going to add these up afterwards. I'll have to do some quick mental arithmetic. And your, your offhand hit, your final bonus. And action. then a dirty 20 to hit. Ooh, nice. Which is still a crit. 14 points of damage. And your flails are all silvered, aren't they? It's, um, they are, they're naturally, naturally, magically occurring. Yeah, they've got plus yeah. three on them anyway. So they, they, there's no removal of damage. Um, well, as far as you're aware. That's uh, 63 points of damage in total, Casey. So uh, you just literally just punching bag style, just absolutely hitting down this, almost like uh, back at your training at the Haral Empire. This bag of meat just doesn't seem to move as you continue to hit into it. It still stands there, unmoving, unflinching, except this one lid that seems to twitch every now and then. Um, but he is still upright. Uh, that's the end of your turn. Drago, it's your turn. You are just see. Sorry, I've just said you've seen this. Uh, Helen just absolutely pummel into it. You can see a spectral weapon floating just off the creature's shoulder behind you, and Claudia stood to your left. Helen stood to your right. You have surrounded this creature, and you are just—I imagine like some kind of anime beatdown. Um, that's what's happening right now. Yeah, I'm feeling Goku right now. I'm going to just <laughs> go Engon's deception, fucking rage out and slice down. Feeling, feeling good from watching Helena smash the shit out of this guy. And right. I'm going to hit with an unnatural twenty. Yeah, that hits twenty-five points of magical slashing damage nice. for the first hit very nice saw comes slashing down across its midsection down its side cutting it open slightly yep next hit heart quickening energy pulsing bouncing on heels just going for another hit for a 26 to hit yeah that hits uh that's 20 points of magical slashing damage 
Two attacks, that's 45 points of damage against that creature. Callum, uh, whole person. Whoa. It's kicking ass at the moment. Uh, it and it's not, even, it's not even the creature's turn this time at the moment. It's uh, the other vampire's turn next. Uh, is that everything you wanted to do, Drago? Uh, yes, 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 yes. Uh, yeah, I'm good. Okay, so uh, what's going to happen? The the vampire that's down in the room with Karstan and Robin, um, he's just been constantly chasing Robin for the last couple of turns and uh, is pissed. And he looks between the two uh, creatures that are now in his in his domain, so to speak. You can see Robin and you can see Karstan and he's going to 510, make his way over to Karstan and back him into the corner and he is going to try and hit you. First, we have a 21 against your armor class, Kastan. That hits. I rolled really well. That's uh, 26 points of uh, slashing damage. Oh, Lord. Uh, The next hit is a natural one. Motherfucker. Um, Uh, That hit me. (laughs) (laughs) it's got it's got a modifier of 24 so yeah no uh natural one so it's first claw it was clawing attacky the first claw comes almost down your face uh, down almost the side of your neck down your chest the second one wildly misses as you duck down to defend yourself uh catching the bookcase that's just next to you claws slamming into the side a bit of the um the sideboard of the of the wooden bookcase comes kind of firing away really showing the depth the speed and veracity of these these creatures attacks and um, that is the end of that creature's turn cast and it is your turn for a retort apologies could you just repeat the, the damage i took 26 thank you sorry that's right uh D beyond was being really silly uh okay having taken uh these slashes to my face uh i am going to cast synaptic static on him nice no, I'm going to do dissonant whispers on him instead. So, can he make a wisdom saving throw, please? Uh, 17 plus 2, uh, 19. You motherfucker. Sorry. That uh, passes that. That was a fifth. Is there not even any half? Is there not any half damage? Uh, dissonant whisper. Well, a lot of bard spells, but double check. Oh, yeah, you take the half damage. Thank you. Yeah, Just, I thought so. Sorry. The, the other one makes you run away, which is quite mm. Yeah, nice. very useful. So this takes 25 points of psychic damage. Okay, now that's halved. Jesus. Nice. Yeah, so, sorry, sorry, sorry. That, that, I've not halved that yet. Oh, right. That's a 25 rolled. Apologies. I hadn't rolled that yet. So okay. I hadn't halved that. I'd say that'd be an incredible spell. That's 50 points of uh, <laughs> psychic well, it seven, damage. It is 76. So, yeah. Pretty good, um, pretty good. Uh, so, yeah, so it gets 13 or something like that. I can't remember. Um, yeah. and yeah uh, that is my spell I'm then going to use my bonus action to disengage yeah so having cast a spell to try and uh, fry his brain I've then sort of ducked around him and sort of skipped away from any uh, attacks as he try- as I move away and I've sort of leapt over the corner of the table and I've sort of swapped places with him nice Good stuff. Very so you've nice. got some distance away from the vampire again. Uh, moving up to the other group now, uh, we return to the other vampire. Uh, am I right in thinking, uh, Folly, that there is a saving throw I can make to try and free him? You would indeed be thinking how it happens at the end of each of its turns. You make a wisdom okay. saving throw. Okay. 15. That's a fail. He stays absolutely still. That is the end of his turn. Claude, this uh, vampire continues to stand, continues, continue, continues to stand. Tali's taken over. Continues to stand perfectly still uh, with his back to you, facing towards uh, Helena, as you've seen your two martial friends, uh, Drago and Helena, pummel into uh, him. What would you like to do? I'm going to uh, do a quick scout of the room and be like, uh, one, seven, four, three. We're good. Uh, I'm just going to turn to my shield and say, you get him, shieldy. Uh, and I'm going to, as a bonus action, uh, cause my spiritual weapon to strike the uh, stunned, paralyzed vampire who, it, it, if it hits, it crits. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah, yeah. if it hits, it crits. 19 hit the beastie. <laughs> that hits. Okay. Yes! Uh, 18 points of force damage as this shield just reanimates and knocks him in the throat. Very nice. Hitting him in the throat. Nice Nice. bonus action. 15 for a bonus action. That is sick. Good stuff. 
uh, and then I'm going to run with all my might and dash, and I'm concerned for the people in the other room, uh, so I'm going to run in uh, using all my action, open the door, see a vampire, and be like, oh, nuts. <laughs> and that's my turn. Amazing. Thank you very much, Claude. Uh, Robin, you've just heard the word nuts uh, from the uh, the room, the entrance of the doorway, just to your just the north of you where this vampire now is as Carson's ducked and dived and moved out of the way of this vampire. It still currently has its back to you as you're, fa- you're behind it. It's kind of facing Claude's way. What would you want to do? Suddenly as Claude emerges right next to this vampire, Robin will kick back into life and will just charge down on this vampire and take two swings at him. Nice roll to hit. The first one is a 23 to hit. Yep. That hits 26 points of slashing damage let me add some radiant to that for ghost bane and two points of radiant damage 28 points in total that is nice as the sword comes in with robin's right hand his left hand is just going to form and rumble with force energy and he's just going to slam his palm into the side of this creature's head and try and move him in the direction of the bookcase to the left, send him crashing into that. Um, He takes an additional eight points of force damage and needs to make a strength saving throw, please. One, uh, six. So no, I assume that's a fail. Um, He's going to crash into the bookcase next to Claude. So he's just like that. And Robin will then, and is then going to take a second swing at him. Nice. Okay, so this creature has been slammed into the bookcase. Books have fallen. A couple of them hitting him. One or two cling-clanged off Claude as well. Um, You're kind of at a diagonal line with Karstan safely behind you, you and then the vampire and then Claude in front of it. So you're kind of uh, slowly starting to encapsulate and surround it. Uh, Yeah, roll that. Roll to hit. Absolutely. Uh, I'm going to get so much shit for this, but I've rolled a 19, which gives me a 30 (laughs) overall. Um... (laughs) That hits, but it's not a crit. Unless yeah. you're Helena. It's one, one off a crit, isn't it? It is indeed. Um, I think so. I think 19 I kind of feel like, crit. you know, in Ultron, where Captain America says language at the start, and just throughout the rest of the film, he gets shit for that. I'm not going to be able to live this down no. until the end of this Are campaign. you comparing yourself to Captain America? I am, and I'm fine with it. Four and four is... Eight. Yes. That, <laughs> <laughs> that, that there is some quick maths. I was just adding my modifier onto it, all right? Shut we up. Could use you 14, in Tulsa. 14 points of slashing damage. 14. And let's add some radiant. That's how much, that. sorry? 14. 20 total with another six points of radiant. Lovely. Um, nice. So again, this creature slams in and almost it doesn't have a chance to turn around as you come in with the second attack. Uh, kind of slicing through its uh, its abdomen area, not quite getting through the vital organs of the middle, but literally piercing through the body, through the skin. And you can see it kind of, um, its back arches up and lets out this ah, scream. Uh, lovely. Thank you very much, Robin, for that folly. You just seen Claude uh, run past you into the other room um, as you see the rest of your party members in the room above uh, just hailing hellfire down on this totally still... Um, Vampire, as you continue to concentrate on the whole person spell, what would you like to do? Folly, I've seen Claude run past you, say, and he's just going to see the other kind of vampire that Helena and Drago have been wailing on uh, for the last two turns. And he's freaking out a little bit. He feels very surrounded, so he's just going to kind of move north as much as he can um, in line with one of the vampires, but just kind of enough distance away so he doesn't feel too threatened uh, at the moment and he's basically going to point his quarter staff towards this uh, vampire that I've got hold person on and he's going to chant to himself as he focuses on no fire no fire no fire no fire um and he's actually going to cast firebolt but i'm going to spend a sorcery point one of my many sorcery points um to transmute firebolt and what's actually going to come flying out of Folly's staff is not fire, but lightning, just for a change. Ooh. Very nice. Okay. Um, transmute, does that have the properties of lightning then? Uh, transmute permits me to change the element um, wow. of spells to that of a different spell, a uh, different element. That's cool. Uh, and lightning is one of them. 
So that's what he's going to do. He's kind of he wants to try and do it. He wants to attack and he wants to do some damage. He wants to help out, um, but he's very apprehensive about using fire at the moment, and so he's just desperately trying to focus all his energy through his staff into something other than fire because fire's all that he's known uh, for so long. Shit, man, that's beautiful. Um, yeah, roll to hit. Okay, he's still uh, got advanced generator, so 23 to hit. Yep, that hits. Roll that damage. Critical damage. Uh, so double die. It's not critical because it's, um, I think... It's oh, it's a range. Oh, yeah, it's not. It's a range one, isn't it? Yeah, I do. Within thank five you, feet, Will. Well, screw you, Will, but still, thank you. Um, 27 points of lightning damage on the nasty vampire. Lovely. Uh, this uh, lightning courses in through its back and down its neck into its spine. You can almost see almost cartoon S that the bones almost light up uh, from within it, but it still stays absolutely stationary. Uh, anything else you want to do, Folly? No, no. Folly's just going to kind of look at his staff a little bit in disbelief and it just almost a smug look comes across his face at this head. Ah. And that's all it's just going to end its turn. Very nice. Uh, Helena, you just seen this creature poof, kind of spark into life uh, almost, but um, through through uh, electricity. Um, it's your turn. What would you like to do? Uh, yeah, she's going to um, do what she did before. And then she's going to hit again. And this time she's going to try and push back with her hits so that she's sort of getting a little bit of... Um, as she's pushing him back with her hits, he's sort of getting stuck in between that big stone statue at the same time. So hopefully giving her a little bit of advantage. Okay, yeah, cool. Rod to hit. Oh, no, that's a 22 to hit. Only a 22 does unfortunately hit. Yes, it does. And any hit a crit? You get a crit. And you get a crit. That's 22 points of damage. Holy shit. Um, yeah, nice. As your flail comes in into the neck, you can almost see uh, as it continues to stay perfectly still, you aim for the neck. You want me to take this creature's head off by the looks of things. Um, you can see bone, but the creature continues to stand. Okay, fine. And again, she's going to go in for another hit on the other side of her other flail. 30 to hit. That was a crit. Shit. Anyway. Yeah, Holy shit. See, when you guys roll well, it's it's deadly. That's a 14 points of damage. The creature on that second hit, as your uh, flail comes down, as you go to take your third hit before you get a chance to do it, uh, as you swing down on it, the creature just turns to mist uh, and it literally evaporates off. And it's all this air is kind of, wa- kind of wrapping itself around you, moving at like an incredible speed. And then all of a sudden it shoots off towards the door to your left so to the east from where you are, the door that you tried last episode but couldn't open, uh, Robin, and goes underneath uh, the the small, small gap under the thick oak door uh, and disappears from sight. So Helen is just going to shout, um, again, standing on the one leg that's the strongest, fuck, we lost him. Awesome. Thank you very much, Helena. The creature, Drago, has just uh, disappeared in front of you. Uh, Helena's just said that. You've got the spectral weapon eyeing you up and you've got folly behind you. Uh, what do you want to do? Um, fuck. Um, okay. Because he's vanished in front of my eyes. Ah, oh, shit. I was looking forward to hitting him. Drago is going to... That's uh, to be fair. I'm dumbfounded that the vampire moved, so that's my go. Just kind of just cursing incessantly, just going fuck, and getting angry that I wanted to hit it because I'm raged anyway. So that's it. Okay, fair enough. Thank you very I much. To, I need more time to think about my move, which is what Drago's trying to do right now. He's thinking about his next move. Fair enough. Thank you very much. Uh, so the creature that's next to Claude, it's going to turn around. <laughs> towards robin the last vampire that's currently with us and he's going to roll to hit that is a 26 against your armor class robin hit. that's 18 points of slashing damage on you robin you. yep and the next one is a like a 31 i think oh, well, that's gonna hit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah sorry that's 25 points of slashing damage on that one okay. as well i'm okay toasty um 
he's then going to spin around and use his last legendary action to basically regain the action. And it's going to do the same against Claw. He's going to turn and he's just swinging, flailing as he slowly becomes surrounded, trying to take take someone down uh, with him. If I go down, I'm taking you with me, so to speak. Uh, that's a 22 against your armor class, Claude. That hits. Okay. That's 15 points of slashing damage. And 21 against your armor class. Sorry, I'm that rolling meets. really well. It's 21 points of slashing damage. Awesome. Lovely. Thank you, me, for that great turn of damage. <laughs> You're welcome, me. You're welcome, me. Uh, Vampire 2 is uh, missed etherealness. Uh, Claude, it's now your turn. Uh, no, it isn't. It's Carstein's turn. turn. Sorry. Apologies, Carstein. Apologies, apologies, apologies. When uh, Darren slammed the vampire into the bookcase, did, did the bookcase break it at all? Yes, there are. Um, well, earlier on, when he swung at you, he knocked out a portion of the bookcase by the yeah. swing that missed, the natural one. Uh, the, when he got slammed, he hasn't. Nothing's nothing's broken off that, but there are books on the floor. Okay, um, is is are there bits of wood on the floor? Correct from the initial hit where he tried to get you. Yeah, right. So Castan, looking a bit bloody at this point, uh, and wanting to act brave because that's what Helena told uh, him to do. She wanted him to. He needs to redeem himself. He's going to sort of uh, leap over the table. I'm going to grab a piece of wood, and because he's seen it in books, he's going to stab uh, the vampire with a stake in its heart. That's what he's going to try and do. Okay. Yeah. Um... Improvised weapon roll to hit. That 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 that's a ten. Um, that does miss, but you are now at, in range with her with a stake in your hand. Uh, he parries you. He parries you. He's kind of literally like um, Wiley Coyote, not Wiley Coyote. A cartoon reference. Insert cartoon reference here of a creature <laughs> spinning around. Um, Tasmanian Devil. There you go uh, with his claws out, and you just happen to as your stake comes in, the hand gets kind of hit away uh, in a defensive uh, position. I like your thinking, though, Castan. Uh, That's some sexy ass stuff. Um, nice. Anything else you want to do, Castan? Oh, no. Uh, as a bonus action, I'm gonna give Bardic Inspiration to Darren. Nice. So, Robin, you've got uh, Bardic Inspiration 1d10 for any d20 roll, I believe. For, yeah, for 10 minutes. For 10 minutes. Lovely. Very nice. Double Inspiration, Darren. Double, double ID. Double D. Double D, baby. Uh, anyway, um, right. Thank you very much, Carson. Good stuff. I really like thinking on that. Claude, your turn. Uh, you're face-to-face with a vampire who's just uh, swung some sick damage at your face. What do you want to do? Uh, can I just take a quick look at Carstan? Does he look okay? Give me a perception check. 17. Yeah, uh, he uh, he looks... Carson, how, how do you look? Uh, uh, he, I, I'm, he looks... He looks half as healthy as he would be normally, at least. <laughs> that's, that's usefully <laughs> specific. <laughs> I'm at, would you allow me to also extend the same check to Robin's state of health? As you look over at Robin, you can see that he has taken quite a sustained bit of damage there are a couple of open lacerations one very nasty one across his face if you were to put it into a weighted term like Karstan about half of what well as he normally looks given that I think Karstan is out of his depth being this close with a wooden stick uh, I'm going to rush to the aid of Karstan uh, and I'm going to cast Cure Wounds at fourth level who recovers 29 points of healing. Nice. Thanks. I might look foolish, but I feel really cool. I trust that Robin in this position is probably better equipped to be okay. I will cast Spare the Dying on Robin. Lovely. That means when you hit zero, we go back up to one. Yes, just in case anything bad happens. So I basically like reaching my arm out with my shield across to, to Robin and then stealthily putting a little cure poke on Castan's nose. So I'll step in between the vampire and Karstan, cure Karstan on the nose, step in between the vampire and Robin and cast a little protective uh, measure on him. And then I'll just be at his southern flank, leaving the the northern doorway entrance to the, the big room at the mercy of whoever comes in next. That is my turn completed. Thank you very much. I suppose Claude's not the kind to like shoot past and give a like, healing pat on the bum as he passes <laughs> No, he isn't a randy fellow. <laughs> Not in combat, anyway. Um, 
Thank you very much, Claude. Uh, good stuff. Into round five now. Lovely. Uh, Robin, it's your turn. You just had a little um, pat on the bum from get r- okay yeah, Claude, great. and uh, it makes you feel it makes you feel certain that if you're almost dead you'll be one percent away from death okay Karstan on your left and i'm going to bait and switch with Karstan if he is willing if he is willing me and Karstan swap places and he gets a boost to his ac until the start of my next turn which will be equal to what i roll on a d10 Karstan gets a seven boat points of seven bonus yeah. to his AC. Wow! And you have to you have to swap places with me though. I assume you're fine okay. with that. I do, and and probably like like a kind of dance. I'm going to grab your arm and dance for, dance with you around. Give me a nice little twirl, <laughs> <laughs> like round a um, maypole. <laughs> Absolutely, that's really sick. I love that maneuver. Uh, awesome, good stuff. So Karstan, your you, you party members coming to your aid and pulling you out of the fray despite you heroically throwing yourself in really nice uh, anything else you want to do robin yeah uh, i will add that's a 17 but i will add that d8 that cuts is it what's your bardic inspiration it's now d10 d10 sweet uh it's now a 20 it's now a 24 to hit that hits that's four more he than the crit take <laughs> i've just <laughs> given you a plus seven to ac don't give me shit Give him shit. Give him shit. It was worth it. I'm just calculating the sneak attack damage. Bear with me. On an abacus? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just not very good. If anyone, if anyone calculates damage on abacus, it would be Darren. It would be. It would be. be. It's 24 points of slashing damage. (laughs) Followed by four points of radiant damage to 28 total. Well done, Darren. And 12 points of damage from getting (laughs) shit from your fellow players. Well done, Socrates. Good job. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. I just I just really hope that you do have an abacus off there. I'm gonna buy you one. I've got so many things we could get you going. Um, lovely that's some really good damage though that's really that's really sick and I like the um, I love the bait and switch I think that's really cool uh, yeah it's a really good manoeuvre cool um, uh, second lovely attack, Anything, yeah second, lovely, second attack, attack yeah go for it uh, that is a 29 to hit that hits 14 points of flashing damage and 9 points of radiant damage so 23 total Robin good stuff thank you very much Darren uh, Folly watching waiting commiserating Say it ain't so. What are you doing? Not much of a healer. We can see Helena and Drago are still kind of standing, so he's not going to be too bothered about them. Um, he's just going to move south a little bit towards where the final vampire is. And just for lols, he's going to try and cast Hold Person on it again. <laughs> nice. Go for it. All right, what do you need me to roll? Uh, wisdom saving throw. 14. Oh, sweet. It's paralyzed. Fuck's sake, you and my oh, shit. damn vampires. Love it. So Folly is just going to put his hands out and he's focusing on this. He's not He's not bothered about any spells or anything like that. He's just going to put his hands out and he's going to just channel a little bit of energy and just kind of grasp it around it. So this vampire just kind of feels these invisible hands just clench all around it, paralyzing it. And Folly's just going to go, amazing yeah and this creature is just suddenly it's been flailing around and suddenly perfectly still kind of claws still up a look of absolute hatred in its eyes um it seems to also be looking directly at you folly which seems odd given that it was just tasmanian deviling not uh not a second ago or folly will meet the stare folly is petrified and shitting himself when he's still meeting the stare nice awesome good stuff callum thank you uh anything else you want to do with your turn uh, no, 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 that's fine for now. Lovely, thank you very much. Uh, Helena, this creature that was in front of you in the northern room, uh, it has just poof, disappeared. It's you and Dragos. Dragos just swearing a lot. The spectral weapon's still floating there. Claude's disappeared. So I'm going to then jump over Claude's shield and dash 20 feet to the east over to this door. Um, and yeah, she's going to be chasing it through this door. So she's going to try the door. Uh, the door, this is the door that... Robin tried earlier. Um, the door does turn on its hinges. Uh, sorry, the handle turns and you manage to push, but it goes, s- stops hard against something, blocking it from the other side. It clears the uh, edge of the door by about a couple of millimeters almost. Um, so you know it's 
it's not locked it's but open. the door won't move yeah can i give it a good fucking push on my um as like an action can i give a strength fucking push or something um yeah absolutely what you could do you've got the movement for it you could even take two steps back and do a fucking running shoulder barge, yeah, barge. or drop drop yeah, kick fucking or let's do that so let's take two steps back then, and then as I run up, I'm just going to shoulder barge it. That's what she's going to do. She's got a full armor on, so that's going to probably be better than uh, injuring her little head. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, give me an athletics check then, please, Casey. That's an 18. Oh, I set the DC at 17. Nice. Um, yeah, the door mm. slams open. You end up on the other side of the door, uh, and you realize that a long bench had been propped up uh behind this door blocking a entrance blocking the entrance way um there's a hefty uh, oaken bench there that's been moved what you enter into you see it's directly in front of you not 20 30 feet away from you. it's a large square room with three coffins that seem to have been placed in the room after the fact to your right there are three large red blood red sofas surrounding a now cold fireplace with wood next to it there is a rug in the in the kind of center south of the room a bookcase and a collection of seater single seater chairs that have seemed to have been stacked up in the far corner of the room there also is an open kind of um an open doorway to the south leading to another part of the mansion um yes that's all you see. You've probably got like five feet of movement left, I think, after all your um, kind of lollygagging around. And no sign of this vampire thing. There is no sign of the vampire at okay. all. Um, I'm just going to then use my action to... I'm staying where I am, and I'm just going to shout, In here! Whoever's free! Okay, nice. Thank you very much, Helena. Drago, you just hear, In here, if anyone's free, as uh, Helena rightly said. And just before that, you also heard the squeak of uh, Folly. What would you want to do? It, with the squeak of glee, right? Yes, the squeak of glee from behind, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. The squeak of a laugh. Could you remind us the sound so we can interpret it normally? Ha! <laughs> I will... I've, I've, uh, I think I've made that sound when I've caught, my, caught myself in my flies, actually. <laughs> oh, like she's got Mary style. Yeah. <laughs> that image burns into my mind. She's got Mary... She's got Mary. Is that what I said? Isn't it? There's something about Mary. Something about Mary. Did I say she's got Mary? <laughs> she's it's like, got she's Mary. got male and there's something about Mary. <laughs> Just combined. There was nothing that I was like, what? That isn't a thing. I'm pretty sure. Anyway, um, <laughs> she's got Mary. It's the sequel no one wanted. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. So I'm just going to respond to Helena um, and go into the room after it. I'm no longer raged because I've dropped it uh, after not being, after being inactive for a round. So five, ten. 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40. I just step into the room beyond Helena and uh, I take in everything that you so elegantly said last round. End of my go. Lovely. Thank you very much, Drago. Um, the vampire that's currently in th- in embroiled with uh, three of our party members will try and break out of it and doesn't. He rolls a six, so plus two is eight, which I'm assuming, Folly, does not break the concentration of your uh, arcanic magic. I reiterate. Ha! Bitch. He's going to burn one of his legendary actions to negate the paralysis and therefore breaks out of it and is going to... Let's go. He's going to turn around and he's going to smite uh, Robin squarely in the jaw. Um, Why? Because he's thrown him into a bookcase and he has pride, you know. Uh, That's a 19 against your... No. Uh, Yeah, it's a 19 against your armor class. Uh, Defensive duelist that misses. It's going to then try again. That is a 22 against your armor class. That one hits. Let me just check if defensive duelist holds for the whole round. Let me check my abacus. Let me check my uh, slab. My Hmm, Mesopotamian lore. Mesopotamian? I'm reading uh, uh, Sapiens by... I've forgotten the guy's name. And I'm just on the bit about writing, so... That came oh, up. Nice. Was Mesopot- writing first recorded in ancient Mesopotamia? No, I just can't remember the name of the of the people that we have the first record. Sumat- Sumatrian people, I think. It's they used the uh, numerical system in sixes, so it was si- they had numbers for six, ten, hundred. That uh, one six, hits. Right that one hits. Lovely. Oh, I was doing giving a history lesson, but anyway, you go. I know that was so good. <laughs> 
Um, you can buy the books at every good bookstore. Um, now the bookstores are open. Uh, 1617. 21 points of slashing damage. Owie wowie. Yowie wowie. You know what he's going to do? He's going to spit. Just a little bit. And it's like, it's not Don't even like, bugger. it's not even like vicious. It's just a little bit lands on. Where does on, it land? What's it on the lapel? Just like, just ugh, on his <laughs> collar a little bit. Like just where, like you just, just can't see it out of sight. Like, oh, you're like, I can see it out of the corner of my eye, but I can't quite see it. It's just not very nice. It's not damage. It's no damage. Apart from, you know, your, your, your pride is a big old loogie. It's, Does he like crane his neck back and hoof it? It's a, no, it's even more pathetic than that. It's just a, uh, Karstein, your turn. Uh, oh, there's vampires to spout on Robin. Oh, what do you want to so, do? So having felt a little bit it's deflated at the fact that, that he, he's tried to stab the, uh, the vampire with his, his stake and it's not worked. And then Robin danced him out of the way, which was very grateful for. And clearly Robin has some good footwork. So he's clearly good in a party. Um, Karstein is going to, uh, duck and weave around um, uh, Robin to get the other side of the vampire uh, to the other side of Claude, and then like a sort of bravosi, he's gonna he's gonna sort of drop the the stake, pull out his rapier, and um, show off the fact that he has been to fencing school. Uh, and I'm going to use my rapier to stab at the vampire and have at the demon. Roll to hit. Oh, we'll have the 22 to hit. You're welcome, Carol Vorderman. <laughs> uh, I take that hits, yeah? That's an old reference there. That isn't even that isn't like up-to-date countdown. That is old countdown. Rachel Riley now, mate. Rachel Riley, there you go. Um, yeah, that does hit. And then that's eight points of uh, normal piercing damage. Two points of piercing damage. That's ten in total. Lovely. This creature is not looking well uh, at all. But yes, that does hit. Good stuff. Uh, and hit? then I'm going to give uh, Claude some bardic inspiration. Thanks. You get, you get bardic inspiration. You get bardic inspiration. <laughs> Beat you to it. Uh, top of the round, Claude, you have got bardic inspiration. You feel inspired, not by your deity, but by uh, a ditty. Hey. Ditty. <laughs> uh, what would you like to do? Uh, I will make good on my promise of last turn, and I will ensure Robin is feeling better to the sum of 24 points of healing. Lovely. Thank you. Well, that is lovely. You make it hard for me to kill you all off when you heal them, you know. Yeah, but that, that's the only thing I really do. And you hug trees. Don't forget that. You haven't given us a good tree problem in a while. I know. If you throw trees too often, Greenpeace get on my ass, you see. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's a tricky spot, mate. I wouldn't want to be yes. in your position. I really yes. wouldn't. I know, I know. Uh, I will just use my bonus action to command the shield to follow Helena wherever she needs to go. And the shield will just move into the room with Drago and Helena. Nice. It's just off to the left flank, uh, closest to the set of three coffins that are in that room. Nice shit everyone good uh thank you so now we're on to robin robin your turn uh this creature is now surrounded up against the bookcase it does not look particularly healthy after getting stabbed by a bravosi uh finesse pincer prick uh, what would you like to do i'm gonna take two swings at it the first one is a 19 to hit that meets it beats wonderful i feel like that's robin's favorite number I'm going to get my t-shirt with that's one off a crit written on it. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that. And then abacus. And an abacus. It should have a dice with 19 and then on the back it say that's one off a crit. <laughs> oh no, even better. It's an abacus with 19 of the Fellowship of the Tabletop logos on one side and one on the other. It's one off a crit. <laughs> Perfect. 26 points of slashing damage and then nine points of radiant damage, 35 total. Uh, Darren Page, how do you want to do this? How do you kill? Okay, so as Robin um, feels Claude's radiant touch sire through his body, he is just going to give the vampire a steely kind of glare as Wolverine style, some of his wounds start to close up and is then just going to go with a straight thrust straight through the gut. And this time, 
Ghostbane comes out the other side, and then there's just that real kind of as he pulls the blade back out. And as you do that, this creature does kind of slowly turns around to you and starts to collapse down to its knees. And then as its kind of face and chest hit the ground, again, it just turns into dust and kind of shoots past you uh, and makes its way out of sight. It goes through the door to the east of you, uh, where you haven't yet explored, and disappears. That creature has been slain. We're out of initiative order. Just uh, as that happens... And there's a kind of a silence. The dust settles across everyone. Uh, Drago and Helena and the spectral weapon as you slowly are creeping into this dim room um, with, again, only small bits of light entering through. These windows have been blotched out with some thick, almost tar-like substance across the windows. There is a thick amount of dust in this room. It hasn't been entered, it seems, in quite a while. You can see the long shafts of light shown by the dust. Um, You see from the entrance down to the south this you hear this enormous gust of air kind of shoot up and into the far left coffin this um mist this air this soul this presence seems to kind of fire into the coffin and then it's still again the dust doesn't seem to have moved in this whole process but this this mist seems to have shifted into the coffin closest to you what do you want to do um Oh, what the fuck was that? I don't know. Is it in one of these coffins? Uh, do you want to open the one that it went into? Yeah, of course. I couldn't think of anything better. Well, um, yeah. Okay. I don't know. It'll be, be one of those things that you just kind of wonder about and uh, and always go back to maybe I should have opened it or it could be even worse and then we don't open it. And I mean, we came into this out. room for a reason, so let me go and check. And she's uh, I'll get my sword at the ready. Move into the the first coffin that she sees. Yep. And uh, you opening up this up. Is that the one that the mist went through? Yeah. Into. Yeah. She's yeah. going to just give it a little bit of a bash on the top of the um the the top of the lid. She's not really going to sort of lift and move. She's just going to bash it on top of the lid to see if the lid actually comes away from the the rest of the coffin. And Drago stood next to her with Dengon's deception uh high up above his head, both hands on the hilt, just getting ready to strike. The coffins are actually held on kind of um struts held above the ground, almost at hip height, so it sits quite high up, um, but slightly precarious. And as you knock it, it does the whole thing, seems to tip one way, then the other, then one way, then the other. And you think for a second, it's about to tip over into the other one in domino effect, but it doesn't. It just kind of writes itself, gravity pulls it back in, and it's stationary again. Um, however, in that first initial hit, you did see the lid kind of rattle a little bit as the rest of the um, the coffin moved. I feel like you should open it. Um, sure. Okay. And she's just going to get her elbow and sort of nudge it from underneath the um, from where the the lid is, and really try and move it along. Nice, a COVID secure way of opening a coffin. I like it. COVID and- secure. And as you you elbow this coffin, you do manage to kind of get an elbow under it, and you notice these these coffins seem to be a very different wood to anything else in the in the area. It doesn't seem doesn't seem to match a lot of the decor that's here, these coffins have been, they seem dated in some way, but dated in a strange and almost anachronistic way. As you nudge it open, you do see, as you push it off, the same creature you were previously fighting, lying on its back, face up, eyes closed, still in the coffin, unmoving, unbreathing. Poke him. I'm not fucking poking him, you fucking Or something, him. just see if he's alive. Well, why don't you just shove your deception thingy into him? (laughs) (laughs) Fine. Okay. I will. Plunge it. Plunge it. Do it. In the heart? In the heart? Yes, fucking in the heart. Fuck it in the heart. Okay, I got you. Deploying that adjective wrongly. Claude, you're not here. Fuck off. Drago. Drago in his hands turns Den- Dengon's Deception 180. So that is a very fucking huge stake. And just straight over the heart, um, pushes down as hard as possible. 
it, it pushes through the creature as hard as possible, breaking through the bottom of the coffin until nice. it hits. Yeah. Until it hits Fuck into yeah. the ground below, and that you hear like the uh, this the crunch of the ground below stopping the tip of the blade. As you pause there for a minute, and then I assume withdraw the blade. Uh, the creature doesn't move. Nothing seems to happen. Blood on my sword. Anything? None to note. That's freaky. As, I mean, it wasn't breathing before, was it? No. I mean, do you, should we try the other coffins as well? I don't know. I feel I like that's killed I think that's, that's probably it. a good idea, though. We don't know what's yeah. in them. Okay. Okay, I'll, I'll cock your back. You open, I'll slash. Okay. Fuck it. Whatever you, whatever term. You you open, I'll do. Okay. Um, Helena's going to walk over to the second coffin that she sees and with her hands this time she's going to shove the um, the lid from the one coffin off and as uh, Drago sees the shove he gets down to do the same stabby effect at the, it's empty like a well-oiled machine at this point open stab we're like vampire slayers it's empty oh, it's fuck. empty well the sword would still go through it <laughs> it slams through the bottom of this uh, ornate looking uh, coffin and dish, hits the ground below. You actually break one of the legs of the stand and the whole stand <laughs> kind of collapses down. So poof, just the coffin is now on the ground. Shit. Um, Interesting. Helena's just going to... She's just going to look to the left of her again to just see if the body's still lifeless in the in the box. Nothing's changed. It is. It has not moved at all. Hasn't done an undertaker and just suddenly... Comes up. Yeah. <laughs> um, sure. Then we're going to go to the final coffin to the to the east, and she's going to do the same thing. Shove the the lid off the top. Sword goes straight down. And as you uh, go to push it off, or we'll just pause you there for just one second and go over to the rest of the group um, to come back to you guys. So, uh, Castan, Robin, and Claude. This creature just poof, disappeared uh, as it hits the ground slain by robin's hand and then ah, this mist has disappeared uh, you're stood internally kind of looking at each other five feet apart with a bookcase just to your left um what do you guys want to do claude will instantly drop to the floor holding his gut claude are you right? everyone good claude claude i'm not feeling very well okay um what what can we do I feel like that vampire took a lot of my vitality away from me. Uh, uh, okay. Um, uh, okay. <laughs> I, I don't know what to do about this. Um, For everyone's reference, I took 70 points of damage and that creature reduced my maximum hit points by 30, I think. so, Or 29 or something like that. I've got it here. Um, yeah, I'm hurt. <laughs> Yeah, you, you got we, we, we need to, we need to, uh, Robin. Let's 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 get him back with the others. And as he's saying this, Carson's also grabbing like the pieces of wood because he thinks steak's going to be useful because of vampires. He's gonna he's gonna have this bundle of of kindling now. Before we do that, Robin is just going to. Did the mist disappear behind the door off to the east? Yes. So to your yeah yeah to the east. The door you haven't been in, because the door to the south in the library room uh, takes you to a long kitchen. Uh, but it wasn't that door. It was another door to the east that you haven't explored yet. Uh, Robin will go, uh, yes, I, I just want to see where that vampire went. I, I'll catch up with you. And I'm just going to go over to that Thanks, door. Thanks, Robin, for your concern. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Thanks for the healing. Bye-bye. I can't hear him. What the fuck? Casta, this guy that, that you know probably you know weighs whatever he does you know the heaviest when he's wet um, tries to help lift up help help poor Claude stand and try and sort of hobble him into the main hall to try and find the others. Oh. <laughs> Robin, you prick! I've literally just gone to open the door. I don't know. I saw the vampire go through it. I just want to see if it's in there. That's all. Robin and as did. you as you start to do that, Casta. You do see in front of you, Folly, guess you're inquisitively heading towards the doorway that Helena and Drago has gone through. What's, what's Folly been up to? Folly's going to try and help Claude a little bit at this stage. Um, he can't particularly do much, so he's going to kind of wander over to him and he's just going to try and 
keep him up with his quarter staff. So he's kind of poking him up with his quarter staff, almost like thing like a crutch on the other side. Um, so Claude's got one, Folly's got the other. Folly, have you got any like any potions or 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 or, or, or doodads or anything like that in 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 your satchel that can help him? A doodad? What an earthly doodad! It's like a thingy, Bob, but different. <laughs> What's a thingy, me Bob? Is it like a gribbly? Is it like a gribbly? Yeah, it's like a gribbly. It's it's a it's a whatchamacallit. A whatchamacallit? What language are you speaking? Now this is a language I understand. Thank you, Claude. God, I'm doomed. I'm doomed. All my potions, I'm afraid, are majority for blowing things up. I've I've never actually made one to heal. That's not what we want to do. Uh, We don't want to blow him up. I don't fancy one of your special brews today. Um, uh, tell me, Claude, I, I can see that you're uh, rather weak, but do you have any sense of where you might be able to just um, move yourself here and make it slightly easier on you? I could, if you'd like, just make you fly. I don't know if flying will make me feel better. Last time it induced panic and serious concern. You won't crush Carstan if you fall. If, if the DM will permit me, I could try and... Conjure up a quick um, health potion. Well, hang on, hang on, Folly. I've got a, and Carson's going to pull out, I've got a 2d4 plus one healing potion, and I'm going to sort of unstopper it and sort of um, hold it for Claude to try and drink from. So you have a potion of healing and you're still asking if I have one? What the hell well, is wrong with you? I only just remembered I had it. <laughs> <laughs> Remember things better. I'll take it, but what I'm trying to get is this is not a regular feeling that I can just heal away. It hurts oh. my soul. I can I can sing you a song to make it better, but I mean... Okay. <laughs> I, I, I don't think that would quite work. Um, I, like, I like six verse songs. Have you heard of uh, Jesus of Suburbia? Like a ten minute ditty, please. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, you do You mean Akiva that. of... Kiva of suburbia, you mean? Yeah, uh, that's you, the one. You, oh, you! Oh, I rolled fours. You get nine points of healing back. Thank you. Why? Because I I just gave him my, my healing potion. And he oh, got, okay, right. And I rolled four, it's two d four, and I rolled four and a four, and it's a plus one. So you, you didn't sing him a song of healing or anything? No, not yet. Okay. Thank you very much. I'm assuming Claude's still looking pale at this yeah. point. Yeah. yeah. Folly's just going to kind of turn to cast them with this. I, I'm, that's okay for surface um, scratches and wounds, but yeah, so I, I think I see what Claude is getting at now. He's, he's got something, well, not something that standard health can heal him, not something that standard time can heal him. I, mean, I think he needs to see a professional. Okay. Helena, Drago, Claude's not very well. And I'm going to be shouting this in the hallway. And as that gets shouted in, um, this is all going to kind of happen at the same time. Robin, you will have uh, stepped through into a uh, another large room. The room is has a massive, huge dining room table, uh, a banquet hall, if you will, but a smaller kind of squat version. Thick dusters in the air, and two of the windows at the far end of the room, as you look into it, have uh, dark, kind of blue dark blue curtains blotting out the bright sunlight of the uh, of the gold dew day on the table in front of you it seems like something has been rushed something has been finished very quickly four of the chairs around this long table are uh, strewn about pushed back like in a hurry there are three placings for dinner that with rotten food on them untouched at the far end of the table is the the, the chair of the kind of head of the table and there next to it Oddly is a candle and some paper and a quill and some parchment. This table and chair area at the far end seems to have been used after the fact that these eight chairs have been moved around. There's dust and everything over those eight chairs, but the chair at the end seems to have been used more recently. Is there anything you'd want to do? Sorry, there's also two bookcases flanking an entrance to the north, uh, which matches up with where Drago and uh, Helena are in. Anything you want to do, Robin? Um Robin's plan was just to open the door and see if the vampire was in here. Upon not seeing the vampire, he was going to turn back to Claude and Karstan. But I'm guessing all this has been happening in situ. Does he hear Drago and Helena 
because I assume there's no door on the room adjacent. Doesn't or is there is there a door here or is this open? There's no door. It's just an open kind of alcove through into the into the next. Um, give me a perception check, please, um, Robin. If I hear them, I'll go to them. If I don't, the plan was going to be what Robin was doing and turn back. Seventeen plus two, nineteen. Uh, you do hear them, and you can hear the thud of Dengon's deception down through wood and crumbling of wood, and probably Helena going, oh, "Jesus, for fuck's sake, Drago," or something along those lines, um, to the north uh, of you. At, with that perception check, you also notice that there is um, only one sheet of parchment on as you are walking past and taking in the scene. At the end of the table, there is a there is just one piece of parchment in front of this chair with a quill stood just next to it with writing on it. And you can see that quite clearly um, as you walk past. Do you want to just head straight into the room? I'm guessing with that perception roll, it's enough to notice that there's something significant about it. Is that why? yeah it's it's noted it's notably it's been used much more frequently than the rest of the room seems to have been used that's why i've been making a point of it because it does stand out there's no dust in this part of the room it's the chair seems to be particularly placed there's no dust on the chair it seems odd in comparison to the rest of the rest of the room a moment of curiosity hits him as he notices the notepad and I'm just going to go over and very, very carefully just peer at it, aware of the fact that peering at literature before has had very bad results for me. What you seem to be looking at is a page of a diary, the last page of a diary, the last entries of a diary. And as you quickly scan over it, you read the following. The experiment is close. Tarry longer and our folly will reach us. Desmond and Pellin have returned with the necessary supplies from Clearguard. Jennifer did not make it. The blight took her. Nonetheless, her sacrifice will not be in vain if I can successfully transmute these elements into their formative form. A complete replication of what I have seen in the past will allow for a volatile state powerful enough to tear through. Well, I don't know what it will tear through. Only we three shall know. And then there's like a gap where obviously this is a second entry the writing changes slightly quicker hasty um slightly more unkept all time is out of joint a rip a tear has occurred my experiments have failed to an extent in as much as it did not complete their purpose but found another this tear is through a fabric of existence this will allow me access to planar travel a feat not successfully completed in a millennia there's another gap. Writing is more fervent, more jaggedy, more scrawly. Three beings have arrived. They are three. They are not meant to be here. Their presence offends nature and I offend their presence. They are powerful. So very powerful. Their energy bends the minds to their will. I have secluded them in the retiring room for now, but I feel their physical detriments. This physical detriment will not subdue the storm that approaches. Another gap. More fervent. They have broken out, passing through the door as easily as wind through an open window. They are formless. Their will resolute. Desmond has gone. He is no longer of the living. However, he is not one of the blight. He is something more arcane, more anachronistic, more dangerous. I searched out the servants to aid us. They have perished. The door was jammed by a fallen piece of masonry. The house seems to be working against us. I feel our fate is tied with this old mansion. A gap. The writing out almost illegible. Pelin has disappeared. I'm sure that he is alive somewhere. I'm going to explore the kitchen for supplies before looking further afield. Small gap. No sign of them. No sign of anyone. I have one last chance. Just enough powder left to leave this place. I leave this here as a warning to those who enter here or find this letter. Leave this place. And if any of the gods exist, let them guide you safe from harm. You'll need it. And that's the end of the, uh, that's the end of the diary entry. And on that, Robin, as you just bring the letter down, that's where we're going to end it for this week's episode of the fellowship of the tabletop. Oh, oh, oh shit. God damn it. Goddamn vampires! Killed the vampires, guys. That was like an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Bam, bam, bam.
That was bow, 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 bow. That was awesome. That was a sick little Loved flight, that. guys. I'm glad I got some GG, did some actual damage to you guys for once. <laughs> did some mega damage. Yeah. Mega damage. And bit... Nearly all of the party care about it. Mm. <laughs> yeah, nearly. Just one, one person decided to walk off. Hey, you wanted to explore all the rooms. I totally get it. I totally get it. I and, saw and, a vampire and... disappear and I was high on adrenaline. And you gave me the opportunity to give this little uh, diary entry as a nice ending point of the episode. So um, there you go. And you call Drago a barbarian. Just just a shaky Claude <laughs> coming up to, um, I'm hurt, I'm hurt. Yeah, Fuck whatever. you, I'm off. <laughs> Bye. What's behind that door? <laughs> I get it, Darren. I get it. I get it. We all get it. And hopefully everyone at home, you get it too, just like you get this episode. And because of that, we thank you very much for tuning in and listening, making us a party every day week. We love you. If you want to keep up to date with the podcast to find out all the ongoings and stuff like that, you can do so on our Twitter page, which is at Fellowship Table. And if you wanted to go one step further and follow us individually, you can do that too. I'm at iRolder1. Darren's at... Darren Page 06. Will is at... Natural 20 Will. Callum is at... The D20 Gamer. Danny is at... At Total Party Thrills. Casey is at... Spit on the clit. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. I can't. I can't. That's just brilliant. Spit on the clip. Well, have fun deciding if that's. Oh, wow. wow. That is amazing. <laughs> you win. I, you win everything. Um, <laughs> and our DM is that. <laughs> I don't know where I'm at anymore. I just don't know. I'm thinking about hastily rolled DM. I don't, I'm shit shocked. <laughs> They're all done now. They're all done. All this and more. Tune in next week. <laughs> That's it. Until next time, guys. Okay.